So as we get closer to our 100th episode, this is the 98th, it seemed fitting that we get to talk about Bigfoot again one more time. <laughs> yeah, and somehow it sort of came up. Yeah, so this has been sitting in there for a while. I think it was like at the <laughs> beginning of the calendar year that this lawsuit appeared in California um, to basically sue the state because this woman feels like they are failing to um, keep her and Bigfoot safe from each other. Yeah, it's kind of an odd position uh, to sue from. She she can't sue on behalf of Bigfoot, really. Right. <laughs> she, she doesn't have, I don't think she has any standing there. Uh, and nothing bad happened to her, so it's difficult to see why she is suing on her own behalf at all. Uh, it's certainly true that if there were <laughs> creatures, uh, it's you know, so let's let's assume for the moment that Bigfoot is real. Bigfoot has never hurt anybody. We don't have any. It's all like Bigfoot sightings, not Bigfoot attacks. Well, I don't think I've. You wouldn't hear about them because it would be someone in the middle of nowhere who was just never heard from again. Oh, hmm, I guess so. So somebody disappears, and obviously Bigfoot eats humans. Well, I mean, you know, the same way, you know, that moose kill humans. Yeah. You know, they don't eat them. It's just, it's a large, scary well, animal if you run afoul it. I don't know about that because I was reading this horrifying National Geographic article about uh, they caught a deer munching on some of the corpses at a body farm. You know, one of the ones where they uh, allow bodies to decompose so they can kind of have some idea what happens. Well, apparently what can happen sometimes is a deer munches on your ribs. An obligate herbivore. Apparently. All right. <laughs> so uh, zombie, yeah. zombie deer aside. Um... <laughs> <laughs> that was just really interesting slash horrifying. Sorry, Bill. <laughs> uh, yeah, so ordinarily I would take the stance that if there is an extant hominid running around, and if there is, it is in the Pacific Northwest. Um, you know, we as we spoke about on the on the uh, first episode, I like to assume people aren't lying when they file these reports or lawsuits. Um, in which case, there is either an unidentified large person in this woman's backyard, or. Hmm you know, like something bigger than a black bear, which is not supposed to be hanging out in suburbia or, you know, on the edge of suburban NorCal, wherever she well, is. Well, I mean, suburbia keeps pushing further and further into what used to be wilderness. So it seems not wholly implausible that there could be like a, I don't know, a grizzly bear, maybe a mangy one. Or, I mean, hell, people have, idiots have exotic pets and those escape or are released so it could be, you know, some kind of bear that's not supposed to be there because some rich jackass yeah. just, you know. We definitely have a rich jackass problem in this country. Yeah, especially California. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I do believe there is somewhat of a dereliction of duty on the state if she's calling in a very large bear report and they're saying, oh, it's a black bear. Those are harmless. And while I'll agree with that statement, if it is any of the bears larger than a black bear, a brown bear, a grizzly bear, those, you know, remove people's parts from them. Um, yeah, that needs maybe, to be dealt with. <laughs> maybe go check just right. in case it's something that shouldn't be there. Yeah. Um, I mean, people are wrong a lot about 
how big things are, how far away they are. Oh, yeah. Um, one stuff of my, like that. But one of my favorite examples of this was um, so the uh, the uh, West Virginia Mothman, which is a highly implausible cryptid. But um, <laughs> while investigating it, because I'm 90 percent sure that this is a barn owl, they uh, some group made kites in the shape of birds and you know, made them of various sizes and flew them at various heights. Um, and they also did the same thing with uh, just black silhouettes in a field and viewing them um, only using car headlights as they were driving by. Um, and the result of this study was that people can't estimate size for shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. Um, so again, you know, if you're horrified, a black bear that's only four feet tall suddenly becomes, you know, eight feet tall. I could see that. Yeah. Plus, like if it's up a tree and you're not really sure how far up it is and maybe it's stretched out or something. I yeah. Don't know. And black bear especially are known to climb trees. Yeah. Which is why you should never climb a tree if you're chased by one, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope never to encounter a bear. Although I I do still, I should look up again that gif of the guy who's walking around the corner of his house on his cell phone, like just walking up to a bear and then he's like, oh, fuck, when he finally sees it. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> um, it was one of the classic cell yeah. phone gifs. Um, so one more thing I want to mention with this lawsuit is that um, the woman who's filing it isn't really doing it in isolation. She's backed by known problematic figure in the cryptological uh cryptozoological field uh Todd right. Standing um and the problem with this guy is so he has crystal clear footage of alleged sasquatch which looked like people with hair glued on them <laughs> um and anyone who tries to do analysis on these videos gets DMCA takedown notices which is, it smells like fair use to me, but YouTube. Yeah. So, you know, uh, as it, it sort of smells like, well, if these aren't, um, if this isn't actual footage that is able to be criticized under fair use, and it sounds like it's fictional work, and it's like, you know, well, you can't post a two-hour move, uh, two-hour YouTube video of you giving your critique of Star Wars. You know, it's being defended like it's a work of fiction. Hmm. Yeah. So, you know, he sort of ruins any credibility it may have had because he has very little. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. And speaking of YouTube, right? Google announced. Uh, that videos on certain subjects will now be accompanied by the Wikipedia articles on the same subject. Um, and that subject matter will be... Um, it didn't explicitly say what it was, but, you know, like the conspiracy angle on things. Right. My brother's a big believer in chemtrails, <laughs> for example. And... uh I don't know, though. Do you think it'll work? So it depends how they're applying this, because mm. there's a lot of subcategories of conspiracy that I quickly jotted down. There's 
you know, the ones that are, you know, like completely harmless, like, you know, the Mothman we mentioned or ancient aliens. Um, there is real conspiracies like the streetcar conspiracy or global warming is a conspiracy conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's off the wall fringe crap like are we living in the Matrix reptilians? The moon landing was fake. <laughs> um, Chemtrails. Yeah, the legitimate unknowns, which is, you know, unidentified flying objects in the literal sense, um, unidentified creatures as well. You know, dark figure. It may not be a Sasquatch or a human or a bear, but it's not clear enough to see what the hell it is. Um, and but I think what they're really going after is um, what I've dubbed manufacturing descent, which is you know. Uh, crisis actors you know school shootings are fake um you know the uh alleged numerous murders of the clinton family uh pizzagate jesus yeah pizzagate like that kind of stuff that is patently false and harmful and you know manufactured and the thing about that is if they can programmatically identify these things (laughs) maybe take care of them yeah, like, so I I guess they could make the argument, and probably would because they're a shitty tech company, that, well, they don't know, they can't tell algorithmically whether something is like a joke or what. Although there's a case to be made that jokes about, like, videos that are joking about Pizzagate, presenting it as real as a joke, are just as harmful because there are people who will absolutely believe it. There are people who will believe, like, the most off-the-wall nonsense you can come up with. I, I blocked most of them on Facebook, but I'm related <laughs> to, to several. Yeah. And the thing about that is, so even if you go too far and you block videos debunking this as well, um, no news is good news, or rather the opposite, um, any publicity is good publicity. Yeah. So um, if you didn't know what Pizzagate was before you heard Jessica mention it in this episode. <laughs> now you know that that was a thing. It wasn't, though. It wasn't a real thing. But you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like you... Just in case anybody's listening, Pizzagate was not real. I repeat, Pizzagate was not real. But you've given it, you know, you know, a fraction of a percent of existence because now you just, you've cited it as something that people believed. Mm. And, you know, that's why I think they should just, you know, if it goes a little too far, you know, they know the problematic conspiracies. They know the difference between Pizzagate and Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah. Because they know which Wikipedia article to put up. Um, oh, and the funny thing is, <laughs> they didn't tell Wikipedia about this. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, you know, and so I, I think they had some diplomatic response of, you know, like, um, it's great that you think we're the authoritative source of information. <laughs> and by the way, we still need some more money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it does seem fair that, that Google should chip in a right. couple of bucks <laughs> if they're going to be. Although, man, I do wish that there were a more authoritative general compendium of knowledge than Wikipedia. Because, again, Wikipedia is maintained by, like, random people, which is why defacement is the thing. They have to lock certain pages and... 
there's some straight bullshit, including I had to correct the plot of Jude the Obscure <laughs> um, on, on a Wikipedia article, which is one of the very few Wikipedia edits that I've made in my life. Well, congratulations. I've made zero. <laughs> yeah. I, I also, man, some somebody took a photo of the Glen Hotel and labeled it as if it were the building that I used to work in. And I had a hell of a time trying to fix that. The horror. <laughs> right? It's the wrong damn building. There aren't so many historic buildings left in Atlanta that you can go about naming, you know, misnaming them. Also, I worked in that damn building. Anyway, that was my... <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it it would be... Like, I kind of wish that we could have, like, another big thing like when they originally made the encyclopedia britannica and like a bunch of scholars got together and you know it's a big government funded let's gather all together a bunch of knowledge not this like steve who took three <laughs> years, who's, who's a bio major at a third tier college is editing articles on just like random crap yeah and, you know, there's a whole, like, merit-based, but according to Wikipedia standards mm. of a system of who gets to create articles. And it doesn't and, matter how in their wheelhouse they are or aren't. Yeah, and the whole, like, uh, of sufficient interest criteria yeah. are, like, not uh, wholly objective necessarily. <laughs> right. It's funny, like, I don't know if Wikipedia has this information and if they have it, if they've ever released it, but today the uh, annual Stack Overflow survey results came out, <laughs> and I would be willing to bet that the demographics are pretty similar between people editing Wikipedia and people answering the Stack Overflow survey. <laughs> it was 97%. I think it was 96 or 97% men. Something like, I want to say like 75% white, yeah. mostly straight. Like the most boring. Now, granted, this is Stack Overflow, so it might not super matter that they're the most boring imaginable group of people. But I imagine it's pretty similar on Wikipedia just because it's that same. Wikipedia is kind of bro-y. Yeah. And, you know, not to stereotype according to pop culture, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, <laughs> you know, I... Whatever subject you're interested in, you know, you've this has happened to you at some point, I bet, where you go to Wikipedia because you want to look up something, perhaps for this show. Um, <laughs> and the article is, you know, a little lacking. And by contrast, pick any obscure one time appearance of any character in the Marvel Universe. Ugh. And you will get something, you know, that the printed page count of it is, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's like excruciating detail about right. every single character who ever had a second of screen time on Dragon Ball Z or whatever. I've never looked up Dragon Ball Z and I never will. Although the, the funny thing about like the comic book characters versus, you know, like stuff like Dragon Ball and other fandoms is that those get like the Marvel characters are like prime real estate. In Wikipedia, you know, but like Dragon Ball and, you know, Walking Dead and everything else, you know, are all confined to Wikia, which is, you know, the Wikipedia for pop culture. 
Are they necessarily? I, I imagine, I, I would be willing to bet there's a fair amount of, and I'm not, <laughs> I just said, <laughs> I'm never, and I'm not going to do it. But, well, there's probably at least some information, probably more than relative to other things that you might consider to be of similar or greater interest. There's probably too much information. <laughs> Okay, I picked a very obscure Dragon Ball Z character, um, and he only appears in a list of uh, Dragon Ball characters. The lists thing is kind of interesting on Wikipedia. There are a lot of really (laughs) weird lists. Like, I remember for some, at some point happening across, like, Jewish professional wrestlers, and I was like, huh. For lists, I always think of uh, the uh, list of uh, serial killers, and then it's followed by um, this article. uh, This list is incomplete. You can help by expanding it. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I could. (laughs) You know, which, of course, is their default text, but in that context, it is hilarious. (laughs) It's it's pretty dark, man. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So... That was, you know, two-thirds of a topic. You shouldn't sue Bigfoot. Um, (laughs) And, you know, classic Google, you know, they don't say don't be evil anymore because (laughs) they don't care. (laughs) Yeah. Now we'll head to the uh, other half of our episode, which is that Apple's doing an event next Tuesday. Uh, So we're going to crap together a hastily (laughs) drafted draft. I came up with 15 off-the-wall predictions. Um, We'll pick 10 total. Right. Some more off-the-wall than others. Yeah. Um, And you'll go first because I think you lost the last one. And if not, (laughs) it doesn't matter. I'm probably going to lose this one, too. Um, Okay. (laughs) So, let's see. I think... I will start with new Apple Watch fans. And again, I'm doing this thing where I'm picking things that I really want to happen. But, like, Watch fans is not wholly implausible. I think they introduced some new ones around this time at some point in the history of Apple Watch bands. (laughs) Yeah, it just matters if it's mentioned on stage or not. Yeah. Which could screw you. (laughs) Mm, That's true. I still, I, I, I will not feel screwed if there are new colors. I want new colors. I don't have an Apple Watch fan problem. I don't. Um, and I'm going to pick that. Uh, so the invitation for the event had an Apple logo, like, drawn. So right. I'm going to guess that an iPad not Pro in the $500 less range gets pencil support. Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to choose the current form MacBook Air gets an internals update. That seems like an easy one that even Apple might <laughs> do. Yeah, which is disappointing, but whatever. Um, so I will pick the opposite of that rumor, <laughs> which will be that there will be a 13-inch wedged shape retina macbook which will be sort of the big brother to the 12 inch macbook going with the education theme and our general 
Apple's general inclination to disappoint us, <laughs> <laughs> I will next choose iBooks Author for iPad. Because that is a boring-ass thing that I don't care about, but is education-focused and uses the iPad. I would actually kind of welcome that, because at least it means they're doing something. Hmm. <laughs> um, surprise, you didn't take it, which means I know you've given up hope, but I'm going to put <laughs> iPad Mini 5. I have given up hope pretty much. <laughs> I want a new one, though. I do. And it would be super cool if it also had a pencil. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, well, if we're, if we're shooting for the stars here, <laughs> I am going to guess. So in uh, today's, on, on, on 512 Pixels today, Stephen Hackett wrote this article where basically he talks about what Apple might do if they, like, let go of their profit margins for a hot minute and decided to make a device that would actually be good for education. And basically that's a modern day e-mate, which he called an e-pad. Um, and he included a picture of his e-mate. Uh, I have an e-mate as well. We can someday I need to like manufacture a situation where we each have our e-mates and we can play battleship <laughs> over IR. Cause that's a thing. Cause that's how it works. Totally. Um, but actually, like, if you think about it, an iPad-based e-mate would be kind of rad, especially if it had a pencil. Uh, and if that pencil were like the e-mate stylus, which is an excellent stylus. It's, like, weighted, and it just feels great in your hand. I had to buy my stylus separately off of eBay. Um, so basically, what we're talking about here is, um, like, a clamshell iPad. Yeah, it would have a keyboard attached to it. It would be rugged and durable, and maybe yeah. it would even have a handle. Because <laughs> the e-mate, much like its uh, kind of similar clamshell iBook semi-successor, yeah. <laughs> did have a handle built in. Yeah. So you think something like that would have leaked out of the supply chain, but who knows? Um, yeah. But, um, you know, to uh, uh, Hackett's point and everyone else's, Apple's getting their lunch eaten i know that's bad for using as a school metaphor um <laughs> by chromebooks because they start at what like 99 cents now yeah something like that. <laughs> yeah. um and then they connect to the free google services so apple's got to figure out something in the very very low cost clamshell shape and i don't think um you know <laughs> sub thousand dollar macbook is that not so much yeah um so do i want to pick sub thousand dollar mac <laughs> i don't know that's betting on two different uh pieces of mac hardware right i won't be able to get the maximum number of points there you're either hedging your bets or you're right. shooting yourself in the foot <laughs> right um no i will pick the boring thing which is that we'll finally get a ship date on the stupid air power yeah i mean surely <laughs> i don't know one would hope like I have to do my WWDC shopping, and if I could have a multi-device charging solution by then, that would be great. Yeah. It would be really great not to have to have, like... So what I usually do is I bring my big battery, which it turns out I probably shouldn't be taking on an airplane, because it probably isn't quite legal for me to do so. No, that one is. Um, the... Oh, that one? Yes. They... I haven't found a reputable company that sells anything that's over the limit. 
Oh, okay, good. Yeah. So that's that's nice. So the biggest <laughs> things that Anchor and Jackery provide the uh, uh, twenty thousand milliamp hours are fine. Excellent, because um, <laughs> it's a Jackery giant and it has two USB ports. Yeah, I guess. But, yeah, it's weird to think of that as. Anyway, um, and I plug that into the wall and, and... use it as a hub. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. What do I want to choose for my fifth thing? Um, hmm. Hmm. Uh, let's go with new Apple Pencil. Maybe with a less weird charging mechanism. Yeah, it'd be great if that were air power compatible as well. Yeah. Because the whole, like, it's awful. You, it's so you, you you awkwardly stick it into your, to your iPad or your phone, I guess, if you want. One of my uh, favorite pictures is uh, a uh, a picture of the uh, Apple Lightning port rechargeable mouse, the one that oh, you yeah. have to harpoon on its belly. <laughs> The sad um, turtle mouse. Yeah. Um, one of those upside down with an <laughs> Apple Pencil stuck into the lightning port and a post-it note um, stuck on it as a triangle so it looks like a mm -hmm. sail. And it is captioned, the HMS Courage. Man, if I had a sixth item, I would want to say I want a new magic mouse. <laughs> no, that's never happening. They're happy. I... They're happy with that piece of crap. It's horrible. Everything, like, it's, it's, the mouseness, like, the... The, um, what do you call it? Precision and whatever is nice. It's good enough. It's good for Photoshop. I used to use it for that. But the form factor, Jesus, whose hands is that made for? Sushi rollers. <laughs> um, but I don't. So what's your fifth item? <laughs> I am going to pick another out of the blue one, which is... The iPod Touch, the thing that everyone's forgot about, has the same ancient processor as the iPad Mini. So I'll pick the iPod Touch gets some love. I just, I don't see it happening. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. The only reason I see any future for the um, iPad Mini or iPod Touch, if they're not killed... The reason to not leave them up on the store as they are now forever is because the A8 doesn't support ARKit. Hmm. And Apple seems to want to be all about that. For whatever reason. So it just seems weird to continue selling things that don't support it now that iOS 11 is shipping. Yeah, so give me my iPad Mini 5, goddammit. <laughs> yeah, no, that's... Give me, <sighs> give me. <laughs> we'll probably both do horribly on this it might be like a one to zero score <laughs> and it I might know. be your stupid watch bands that tips it. <laughs> that'll I'll be the it. one <laughs> i'll take it <laughs> i don't care 